the shoe store asks, you know, hey, do you want to have a sign war? Mm -hmm. And then they throw out the message, you know, our shoe strings are stronger than your guitar strings. <laughs> <laughs> so it gives the, you know, the guitar store, they're going to play back, right? Yeah. They're going to play into this. So then they come back with, you know, your shoe strings never got anyone a date. Hello and welcome to the Dactronics Experience Podcast. I'm Justin Oxner here with Matt Anderson. Today we're joined by Joni Schmeichel. She's the Dactronics Marketing Strategist for Out-of-Home Advertising. We're going to talk about trends she's seeing in the industry, how things have changed during the pandemic, good things we've seen since then, and more. And we're here today with Joni. Joni, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. Matt, how you doing over there six feet away? I'm doing good, Justin. Social distance. Social distance. Glad, glad to have you here again, Matt. <laughs> Thanks. So, Joni, we're here to talk about the out-of-home market and how things have changed in the past year, especially since COVID. And we chatted probably two years ago about some advertising strategy sales for out-of-home market when things were uh, a little bit simpler out there, we would say. <laughs> right. They were. Well, things have changed a bit, haven't they? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Do you want to start maybe, Joni, I know you've been on the podcast before, but maybe just give our listeners a brief overview of kind of your title at Dactronics and what do you do? Yeah, absolutely. I'm Joni Schmeichel. I head up our out-of-home um, marketing strategy portion of the business, um, meaning that I market our products and services to all of you, to the out-of-home industry. And then I help our clients get started in, in planning their ad sales strategies, marketing their businesses, and things like that. And is this uh, located just within the United States, or do you do this kind of on an international level? Yep, international level all across the globe. So get to chat with our customers all over the world and see what's happening in the out-of-home industry. So just thinking of like out-of-home is, is kind of one of the first thing that pops in is, is billboards, right? But it's more than even just billboards out there as a part of this market, right? Right, absolutely. Yeah, I think traditionally a lot of people think about roadside billboard displays, um, whether they're static or digital. Mm -hmm. um, there's been that transformation. But it's also eye-level type advertising, roadside on the street, um, walk-up traffic, the side of a building. And it's, it's um, moving more towards indoor applications, too, if you think airports, malls, um, retail-type applications. Um, really any place that you go out of your home and can sell advertising space. Out of home, so any place out of your home. That makes sense. I follow that, Justin. Thanks. Good. I'm, you guys I'm got glad that? you got that. <laughs> yes. I think of Times Square. I think of the Las Vegas Strip. So it, it might not even be just one display. It might be multiple digital displays working together. Is that correct? Yep, absolutely. They can be networked. They can be individual um, all, across, all across the globe. Um, even, you know, 40 miles down the road from, from where we're at here in Brookings, South Dakota, population 4,000, they have a digital roadside billboard that was just installed. So all over the market, large cities, small cities. Nice. And if, if we dig further into things, we know um, it's been an interesting past year. 2020 <laughs> obviously didn't go as anybody had planned. Do we have a customer say last year should count as two years? Remember that we yeah. had on the podcast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like before March and after March. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> um, so what has remained the same since 2020 or, and, or what has changed? Let's kind of dig into that. Do you have some thoughts? Right. If we think back almost a year to this date, everything kind of halted for out of home. Um, everybody took a stick step back and said, well, if nobody's traveling, if nobody's moving, we're not spending ad dollars. Um, so everything kind of halted and we had to reevaluate and take a look at things. So um, some things that did stay the same and that became evident right away is that out of home is essential. It communicates to the masses. It has large reach. Um, 
it's immediate, it's flexible, and it's a trusted form of communicating with the world. So just building off of that, we had to maybe change, change some messaging and th some things that were being communicated, but the medium itself is still really effective. Because I'm even thinking about, and I, we've probably brought this up to no end too, is that mm -hmm. when everything did shut down last year, right? The, the immediate and flexible part definitely because how businesses were even handled when they started even slightly open up. I think we even talked about before the recording was, you know, restaurants. Mm -hmm. when some places weren't allowed in. So were they doing carryout? Were they doing this? And sometimes you just didn't know and you'd be driving by and you'd have to have something to be able to tell you what they're doing. Right. Are they drive through only? Is yeah. it curbside pickup? Is there a special number to call for your order? Yeah. Uh, they adapted quickly. Restaurants did and, and many other businesses as well. And digital obviously helps them change that message at a moment's notice <laughs> instead of somebody out there trying to change the sign and put up a new new billboard with static signage and things like that. So is there anything maybe, Joni, that we started doing when we saw these things happening? I mean, it is immediate and everything, but I, th I think we would all agree it took us a while to realize, okay, what was what was our future going mm -hmm. for? Because <laughs> it was even us, I remember us uh, having to work from home thinking through April or a month. Yeah. And they were like, all right, we'll be back to normal after that month, right? But I mean, as this kind of went on, is there something that, that you saw in the industry, Joni, or things that we helped out with uh, the out-of-home market? Yeah, I guess um, from my standpoint, I've helped our customers for many years try to figure out um, what's the best plan for for ad sales strategies. Um, what are the band, what are the brands that are buying now? Um, so that kind of changed, and we had to reevaluate. Well, maybe we're not going to be actively selling to brands at this point, but what are the things that we can do to educate? our customers on how to build up their inventory, educate their salespeople. So when the pandemic is over, how do we hit the ground running when people are ready to advertise again? And you know, some of those things were utilizing their social media channels. Mm -hmm. So advertising their customers, like we do from a Dectronic standpoint, right? We share our customers' successes on our social media channels. Mm -hmm. So um, really encouraging uh, media owners to share what their advertisers were doing, even if they weren't spending the money at the time, making sure that they were promoting their brands and their customers um, through different social media channels. And if you can imagine, out of home is a great medium for Instagram. Mm -hmm. So large displays, beautiful content, artwork, um, perfect for Instagram and showcasing on other social media. So we really pushed that. Um, also just talking through you know, what kind of messages could they be promoting on their displays at this time, even if it wasn't paid? Mm -hmm. um, thinking about good acts um, that they could be providing for healthcare workers or frontline workers. Um, we care, um, giving thanks, um, things like that, CDC recommendations, safety guidelines, healthcare type stuff. It's, kind of, it's mm -hmm. endless, right? Just yeah. making sure that they were promoting the goodwill um, through those channels. And did they kind of take it a step further than other messages? Like you said they adapted and changed kind of what they were sharing. I'm trying to think of like graduations and, and uh -huh. acknowledging seniors. I, I think I've seen some of that happening. Are there any other examples of different things like that for the community? Yeah, absolutely. So we took a step back too and thought about um, what kind of content could we create at Dectronics that could be helpful that they could just grab and pull in mm -hmm. um, and use on the display. So yeah, like you said, graduations weren't happening in person. Mm -hmm. So parents were reaching out and saying, hey, could I get you know a photo of my graduate up on the display? Um, retirements were happening. Mm -hmm. Anniversaries, birthdays continued, right? They wanted to right. showca showcase those events on a large screen. So all of those things happened and we really promoted um, for our customers to make that easy for advertisers to attain. So they could go online, upload a photo, 
you know, get that message up on the display, pay online, those types of, of things set them up for future success as well. I'm thinking, I was thinking back to when you're talking about how social media was perfect during this time too, because I think it was, I think it was Instagram, Facebook, everything during shutdown went up, right? There were certain things yeah. in the industry. It was like those video games because when people are sitting at home, it's not to say they weren't using uh, social media and stuff a lot beforehand, but but that definitely took off. And I, I got to imagine, I think we've heard from some sports customers, Joni, and maybe we help out or out of home market with this, but you can, you can set up to display some of your social media content on a display, but you can still add in some kind of buffer, right? To make sure that you're actually seeing what goes up there. Yep, absolutely. You can tie in an RSS feed. You could pull in a hashtag. Um, one thing that I think of is the Humane Society and a pet of the day or a new pet owner. So uh -huh. they could pull in a feed from Instagram and show a photo up on the display. But those are approval-based. Okay. So you can make sure that nothing inappropriate goes up, yeah. of course. <laughs> right, right. Sometimes you got to filter that content. It's going out to the public. Yep. Yes. Because <laughs> there's one time we had to do that for a, a trade show in the past. And I remember right. that was the first time going through that process where it's you have you maybe pulling in a hashtag or something like that, but you still want to actually see it and approve mm. it before it goes out there. <laughs> Sometimes you have no control right. of other people are doing it. Right. And they built in that filter of of common words that they don't want to go out there to help you find those posts that then and filter them out to make sure that you've got family friendly content going out there to, yeah. to everybody. Um, are there some other aspects of it? It sounds like we're talking about RSS feeds and social media. Is that more real time content? Is there other types of real time content they can pull in? Yeah, they can pull in weather alerts, um, basically anything that has a feed, mm. real-time data. And I would say that it's been pretty much underutilized in the industry. So really promoting that they take this time to get that set up within their business and moving forward, you know, being able to showcase really all the benefits of digital and enhancing that power. And then, you know, being able to make more money from their advertising space as well and providing more immediate information to the communities because that's what we all expect, right? Mm -hmm. Immediate real-time information. And definitely digital, digital and real-time going hand in hand. I remember when we talked to Chad Harris before all this, but him mm -hmm. talking about growing up in the business and when you have an idea to change something out, if it's not digital, not such an easy process. Cause I remember talking about growing up with his dad and in the process of having to actually take down static signage and put it up. Uh, you couldn't, you couldn't do pet of the day or hashtag relevant things or something like that. Right. Right? That make it a little difficult. <laughs> That'd be right, a lot of work every morning <laughs> yeah. and every night to change that out. Sorry, Joni, you were saying? Oh, yeah, that wouldn't be happening. Happening. Um, but yeah, the benefit of, of digital is that even a business can, put out one message in the morning and maybe their competitor puts out something else in the afternoon and they can change it, mm -hmm. right? And you know if something's working right away. If mm -hmm. people are driving by and you're not getting any responses, they can change up their messaging, you know, within seconds. Is there something, um, I'm trying to think, I've, we've heard the idea in sports too called idea hacking and I'm not sure if it's kind of the same way, maybe an out of home where it's someone has an idea somewhere of something they did on a display and then they share that with other billboard owners. I don't know across the country. I don't know if it's kind of that because you're, I would say, in an advantage too, right? Where you're getting to see how numerous different billboard owners mm -hmm. are using their displays and content. And, and is it by the billboard owner or is it by the advertiser that or they the, might yep. be idea hacking? I am not sure about <laughs> idea <laughs> hacking, but um, that's it sounds a, aggressive. It's, it's, basically, it, just idea it sharing. Does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. of course. People people talk and, and they collaborate in the industry and they there understand what's working and what's not. And then, you know, even from our standpoint, that's what I share with with our media owners: is where are others finding success 
in selling ad space and where are those advertisers finding success? Yeah. So yes and So yeah, instead of idea sure. hacking, we'll, we'll say collaborating. <laughs> always stuck. Collaborating and, and sharing good ideas because imitation is the best form of flattery. There you go. So Sounds better than Make it sound more hacking. positive. That's, yeah. Because yeah. they're, they're all in the same, I'm saying the same game, but they're all there to help see the market grow, right? So like they want to, uh, they want people to think of it in a certain way. So they're all helping each other out in a sense. Absolutely. And and through the, the pandemic, we've seen the industry collaborate more than ever before. Media owners are collaborating. The associations are collaborating. Everybody's talking to figure out how we can move forward collectively to get more advertising dollars to the out-of-home space. And you know, we're building off of that. Yeah. So it sounds like not everything coming out of 2020 was bad. There's been new ideas. There's been more collaboration, uh, more goodwill messages and community messages. Are there any other things that we kind of liked coming out of 2020? Yeah. Well, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Positive spin. Yep. I like it. Being able to see each other again here soon. Okay. Um, no, uh, we've, we've had a lot of conversation recently about um, collaborating with cities or municipalities to, shot, to try and share um, land space or land leases or to share ad revenue. Maybe it's a revenue split, um, mm. but it benefits the community and it benefits the media owner in getting leases going forward. So the community is able to share immediate relevant messaging with the town. Um, they also take the advantage of maybe putting that digital display in a front location as an entrance to the city and making it more of a landmark display. So a pretty facade, it, it's a beautification type mm -hmm. initiative as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, being able to align with the city um, benefits both the media owner and the community as far as messaging and the growth of digital going forward. Thinking of your municipalities, right, and helping out, we talked about too, or even the school system, right? Because there was, that was also an important thing during all this is communication because, I mean, it varied by state even, right? What yeah. was going on in certain in cities and towns and on how they're handling uh, schools. I always joked that when it first started, it was, all right, where, like, where do I drop my son off? It's on this end. And he has to be part of this group and not do this. So again, it's one of those, those themes again, of just communication has been more important. I think people realize that over this past year than ever before. Right. Yeah, and I think the collaboration will continue. I know we've seen it here and there, larger cities, um, but I think we'll see it more across the board. Um, it's possible with the cities. It's also possible with professional sports stadiums, which you both know very well. Mm -hmm. Some of our customers put billboards up and they have a, a revenue share um, with, the, with the sports team, right? Um, mm -hmm. Same thing with colleges, airports, malls. It's really, I mean, it's a great concept and you do have to share a little bit of revenue, but you also get more opportunities. Mm -hmm. So I expect to see more of that going forward. And going forward, that's a good way to put it. What are we seeing in 2021 for the digital out-of-home industry? Um, I guess a hot topic is programmatic. So mm -hmm. that's online buying of inventory, um, really just opening it up and making it easier for advertisers to buy out-of-home space. So if you think of how easy it is to buy on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, all yep. of that, um, making the, the ad space more accessible to more advertisers, generating more revenue for out of home. Mm -hmm. And then being able to buy across multiple um, platforms as well. So if you think roadside digital or street level or multiple cities, um, things like that, and really being able to target different demographics or whoever you're trying to get to buy your product or service. Does it kind of switch up um, maybe how it's typically done too? Just thinking of, you know what, a, a billboard owner out of home would uh, try to look for advertisers, right, to come there. And then the way you're talking about now is almost a way of for them to find them, right? It's almost like you're switching the roles a little bit, right? 
Yeah. So it can, you know, goes both ways, but yeah, yeah now making it more accessible for advertisers that want to spend their money yeah. <laughs> to yeah. find the, the right locations and the right demographics to spend that money um, in our space. There's still a lot of education to go along with that, but definitely we'll see a growth in, in out-of-home ad spend in that area. Um, one other area we were thinking um, before the pandemic hit is that we would see a lot more digital in urban environments as people were gathering, you know, more in urban areas, yeah. moving to the cities, things like that. And now we're seeing that will still continue, but people have kind of moved out mm -hmm. and into smaller cities and smaller locations. So we're going to see those areas grow as well because everybody has realized the benefit of digital, even in small communities, the, the street level, the, the side of a building, maybe that's promoting the local farmer's market mm -hmm. or ads like that. So um, different size displays, different resolutions, um, kind of seeing that take on different forms too. Yeah, so instead of one growth area, now we've got two growth areas. That is, that is a positive coming out of 2020 <laughs> right there. I'm thinking about, and I think we touched on it a little bit yesterday when we were talking, three of us, but it was um, advertisers and even how that has changed and how, I mean, it could still continue into 2021, but I think there were some examples we even gave, right, of there were some people that, I'd say the benefit from last year is a terrible mm -hmm. thing, but there were some industries that did well, and all of a sudden maybe there were some new advertisers to the space. Right. If you think about what changed during the pandemic, um, how businesses changed, if you think about fitness centers, they offered online classes, maybe that will continue. People like that, right? Mm -hmm. um, gaming type options. Um, if we think about healthcare, yeah. telehealth, um, mm -hmm. how people communicate messages on where directional traffic should go as they're entering a healthcare facility or something like that. And even um, on-premise healthcare displays that maybe could be a partnership with a media owner mm -hmm. if they don't have um, maybe the staff to manage that technology. That's That also lends itself to what we talked about with the cities or professional sports stadiums. Mm -hmm. um, what else have you guys seen? I'm sure I think it's like home improvement stores is one that yes. we've heard a lot. In, in the colleges market, they said that that's the switch and that when they were trying to get sponsorships over the last year, some of their typical businesses in town weren't doing so well, so they kind of scaled back, but then they had some businesses that never did advertising with them in the past, all of a sudden say, hey, how can we do some sponsorship or advertising with you? Because, yeah. I mean, anyone in the home home constru home construction, building, anything like that, um, they, they saw a huge uptick over the last year, so they kind of had this, you know, this fatter wallet to all of a sudden say, yeah. hey, can I do advertising with you now is something I've seen. But Yeah, definitely the seasonal business. I know I've bought... I don't know how many gallons of paint this year, um, but you know, knowing that I can do a touch free pickup or those types of things, I think, you know, that'll, the conveniences of things that we've seen will continue mm -hmm. grocery pickups, um, all that type of stuff. So being, being able to advertise those services is perfect for digital. If a company has multiple products or services to offer their ideal, an ideal candidate for digital out of home. So with more people that were jumping into the advertising space um, that hadn't before, like Matt was saying, um, have you seen anything change with some of the creativity in the advertising or storytelling that people are, are trying on these? Yeah, you know, really content is, is king for mm -hmm. these types of displays. And the more creative the messaging is, the more people remember it. Um, so yes, we've definitely seen some more witty ads, more colorful ads. Um, people are using campaigns, which means multiple messages, um, not just putting up one piece of content and leaving it up for a month. Yeah. They're understanding the flexibility of being able to change out their messaging. So we're seeing more of that. And then brands are, are really communicating a little bit differently and digital allows them to tell their story whether it's for a product or service, but just getting more creative with the advertising content 
And then we remember funny ads, right? Yeah. Yep. So yep. <laughs> the more creative you can be, the more success you'll have with your content. Yeah, and find something that sticks. Yeah, I was going to say it's one of those where you hear over and over in every industry, too, that people are over just the logo recognition, right? They don't, like they get numb to it or they don't even realize it's there. So you got you to have a message or something that pops like that. Absolutely. Um, what have you seen that's kind of stood out recently in the out-of-home industry? Any examples that, that stick out in your mind, Joni? Yeah, I guess recently it was something that maybe we shared from Dactronics for the mm -hmm. on-premise um, group, but what they're calling these sign wars, right? Where it's oh, yeah. okay. maybe, maybe businesses that aren't in the same industry, but maybe they're in the same location. So the one that I saw the example for was of a shoe store and then across the street was a guitar store okay. so the, the shoe store asked you know hey do you want to have a sign war mm -hmm. and then they throw out the message you know our shoe strings are stronger than your guitar strings <laughs> <laughs> so it gives the you know the guitar store they're going to play back right yeah. they're going to play into this so then they come back with you know your shoe strings never got anyone a date oh. you know oh, so okay burn <laughs> yeah so people are looking for these messages right what's going to happen next i'm going to I'm going to take a look and see what's posted when I'm driving by. Mm -hmm. So then, you know, the next day, the sushi shop gets in the mix and puts up their own um, version of this. You know, you got to be sharp to make good sushi. We won't string you along. Something like that. It was something <laughs> clever, right? And they yeah. just keep going. But I think that's perfect. And, and being clever... Um, you know, when you're, when you're putting up messaging, if it doesn't work, you take it down, yeah, try yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> right, um, right. But those are things people remember and they talk about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. As, I mean, we're talking about it right now. <laughs> yeah, they they right. put pictures on social media and it's getting shared everywhere and everybody's kind of following along with that sign war with picture back to back to back. Well, it's playful banter, right? And it's yes. something I think you've talked about too, is that especially during this, a lot of local businesses have just come together and helped each other out even if they have nothing to do with each other like a <laughs> yeah. like a shoe store guitar store and a in a sushi shop <laughs> yeah they find a way to connect and, and have a little bit of fun in the yep. community and and i don't know bring a little bit of happiness maybe is there a ha is there a hashtag are they using for that because now like i want to start looking at it and see who else is doing it is there is there a hashtag sign wars or is that like a I don't know. We should start one if there's not. I know. I'm just thinking that. I'm like, <laughs> I want to go start checking these out. Right. Some media owner who's listening to this, start the hashtag. If you have see not, what happens. Start there now. you go. Uh, anything else that's kind of stuck out that you've seen any other campaigns or any uh, multiple tie-ins that we could bring up? Um, I guess I, I'm just so impressed with the, the industry as a whole and how well everybody's come together to make sure, you know, everyone's doing well, or we care about each other. It's not just always selling, it's mm -hmm. um, just collaborating together. And now we're seeing, you know, the virtual conferences come back and, and hopeful that we'll be in person in October and, and get to collaborate and really build on our ideas in person once again. But overall, just impressed with all of the, the goodwill messaging, um, just taking it to the next level and making sure that we're putting up you know, helpful messages on displays and then working back into selling that ad space and, and building a new clientele mm -hmm. to grow, you know, bigger, better than we were before. So I think, Joni, it's fair to say that digital out of home is not going anywhere, but probably increasing even worldwide right now, right? Absolutely. You know, from what we've seen um, throughout the pandemic and coming out of it, that, that people really appreciate digital, the immediacy of it, like we talked at the beginning. It's, it's a trusted form of advertising um, with, the, with the versions of, you know, roadside and urban environments and now indoor. Um, yes, we expect digital to, to grow increasingly, um, probably 30% of out-of-home advertising revenues worldwide as we move forward. So lots of potential in owning digital 
and selling digital. Yeah. So if you're interested in, in uh, owning digital, you can probably talk to somebody at Dactronics to to get you some more digital inventory if you're interested. We might have to put a, a link in the show notes and uh, a, a person you could reach out to if you're interested and have a conversation to go down that road. But um, thank you, Joni, for joining us today and talking about the digital out of home market and the things we've seen from 2020 and coming out of that into 2021 and the future. Awesome to be here. Thanks. Thanks, Joni. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dectronics Experience Podcast. Please subscribe at your favorite place to listen to podcasts to keep up with our latest episodes. 